Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 12. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I am getting so excited about this holiday season and I don't know why actually. Last year we really didn't do much um, and uh, when I say we, I mean just me and my husband and personally and I think that could be because I was like very pregnant and I didn't really feel like doing anything except resting. <laughs> um, but this year it's so different. You know, we have, um, we have our kids. We're officially a family of four and we got our first Christmas tree we got lights and they don't really wrap around the whole Christmas tree I'm still figuring it out like I think this is a new level of adulting where I have to like actually get and accumulate my own Christmas decorations (laughs) and also I have to put them up every year (laughs) and who knows where I'm gonna store them but um anyways in the meantime I'm totally enjoying it Um, I want to get some feedback from you guys since we are almost at the end of the year. I wanted to see what you guys have thought about the podcast so far. Um, Is there anything you'd like me to change or add or maybe include in my questions when I talk to guests? Um, I really do plan on changing it up next year and it might not happen, you know, immediately when the ball drops in 2019, but I think definitely in the next month or so I'm going to be making a few changes I'd like to incorporate some more sponsored ads so if you or someone you know owns a business and want to advertise locally um, I think I'm going to put together a kind of a media kit for advertisers who are interested in advertising with my podcast um I'm really thinking about maybe adding a few more segments to the regular episode or perhaps starting like a tiny mini (laughs) episode on Fridays. I don't know what I'm thinking. I might be getting too ahead of myself, but I would love to hear back from you, my listeners, and see what you think and what you'd like to get from this podcast. I want to make this the most entertaining and awesome podcast for us, the community. Um, Anyways... I'm really excited about the coming episodes in the meantime. I have some awesome guests lined up. And in this week's episode, I sit down with two amazing women, the makers behind Bueno Designs, a local Latina-owned business. Um, So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Today on the show, I have the lovely Bueno sisters, Crystal and Nancy Bueno, owners of their own small Latina business. They bring their creative ideas and love for Mexican upbringing and culture to their home decor products and fashion pieces. They have a great love for all things Dia de los Muertos and express it through their creative ideas. They're very proud to have been raised by immigrant parents who taught them how to work hard and always believe in their ideas. 
They have a great love and support for fellow Latinx businesses and hope to create huge a huge creative community and slowly give back to their community and also inspire future generations. Um, Crystal and Nancy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for Hi. having us. I'm yes. so glad yeah. you reached out. I'm Latina as well. And so I checked out your Etsy shop. I loved everything, obviously. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All about Dia de los Muertos and the Frida Kahlo, you know, mm-hmm. um, products. I love it so much. Thank you. Yeah. So did you guys um, did you guys go to the, the Day of the Dead Festival? The one here in San Pedro? Yes, okay. we went. This time we weren't um, vendors because they sold out really quickly, but yeah. we did go. I really love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's something here in our city and not like other places. And they have a great turnout too. Oh, well, yeah. They do. They do. Biggest, like, they do. You know, mm-hmm. festivals, which is cool. And mm-hmm. they get really good acts that perform too. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Yes. Very talented. We went to, um, it was just uh, me and the kids, um, and we just walked around. Last year, I was like, seven months pregnant and I was like I'm gonna have a booth and I slaved away all night making flower crowns yeah I don't know what happened but it was like the second trimester where I just got all this energy and I was like I'm gonna have a booth I made flower crowns and dream catchers I was like let's just see how it goes and I had a I had a booth last year as well um this year I was like nope (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of work it's like I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like so pregnant too. I was like, how am I doing this? You're like, it's the energy. It is. It's not me. It's the baby. It was a little different this year going, mm-hmm. like going to, you know, the event instead of like being a vendor. Yeah. Because when mm-hmm. our vendors there, I mean, we do get to see a little bit, but you know, not as much because we're at our booth. Yeah. So this year it was a little bit different it was fun but it was different because yeah. we were like yeah oh this is what's here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and you can kind of yeah you can experience all of it mm-hmm. you don't really get to step away when you're right. a vendor oh so, no i didn't see the altars last year no. um the ofrendas i didn't see any of yeah. it right right so and it was cool to kind of see all the different booths and mm-hmm. check it out yeah I do love it. It's such a great time of year. <laughs> and I love that um, more and more people are understanding it and embracing it. Yeah. And not seeing it as something like... Scary scary. Or do you mm-hmm. think that Coco had a big part in that? Yes, I think so. <laughs> as much as I don't want to say yes, it did. And maybe it's a good thing. Disney made it friendly. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone always... Yeah, it's yeah. approachable and mm-hmm. it's not all scary. Because I feel like people think death is such a bad, sad thing. It is, yeah. But it's like, it is, but then you have to start, you know, you're, you every t- every day it gets a little bit easier. It's yeah. never going to go away, but at least you yeah. can manage it and I celebrate th- it. I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what mm-hmm. the Hispanic culture did, was mm-hmm. they took something that's sad, because it's meaningful, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and they made it celebratory. Like we're celebrating right. the lives instead of mourning over their loss. Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I and and yeah, I think that's what Coco really shared in and it opened it up for everybody to understand it and mm-hmm. take part in it, you know. Yes. It educated the viewers. Right. You know, from all cultures to understand it. Yeah. And I think we all bawled our eyes out watching that movie. <laughs> I think every time I watch it, like even the first time we went to go see in the theater just started crying at the beginning. It was like, it's happy tears. It's like, Wait, in the beginning you cried? <laughs> Wait, you I cried? did. I think it's in the beginning when they open up with, like, they show you Coco, his grandma. You know what's yeah. funny? Is, yeah, I got really emotional, mm-hmm. too. Just mm-hmm. seeing the dang flags, you know, when they're doing yep. a little storyline in the beginning with the flags, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is <laughs> <laughs> I started getting overwhelmed mm-hmm. because not only that, I think what it is, and nobody really talks about it, so we're not represented in the Disney movie. Right. No. This, this movie was for us, mm-hmm. you know. I love. I I think 
I felt touched the entire time. I was like, and yeah, I bawled my eyes out at the very end. <laughs> I, I got a heads up from my cousin who's, you know, a little bit older than me. He's like in his late 30s and he's a dude with two daughters. And uh-huh. he, he put on Facebook like, man, Coco really got me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my older cousin is saying right. that. Then, I'm gonna. I need to be prepared. And I was nine months pregnant. I was like about to have my. Oh baby. my god! <laughs> so I'm already hysterical most of the time. And then when you know the part where he sings to his daughter, like he re- remembers singing to his daughter mm-hmm. oh. when she was. Oh little my little gosh! Oh. I was like, this is probably where he lost it, and I'm just gonna keep it together. And so I kept it together for that part. Uh-huh. But then. You know, Miguel runs home to his grandma and sings to him this song. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm watching it with the two, my two daughters, yeah. and they're just staring, and then they look at me because <laughs> yeah, I'm like <laughs> crying tears. I know. My, like I all, lost my grandma. <laughs> I, I had to pretty much give up on concealing it. I just had to be like, I'm crying. Deal with it. <laughs> because my my stepdaughter too was like, I'm crying, and I'm like, sit down, watch the movie. And my husband looks at me like, Are you okay? <laughs> And then he looked behind us, and there was another lady crying. who was just bawling her eyes out, too. And he's like, oh, okay, never mind. We're all crying now. I think even when I watch it back now, like, you know, by myself, I still cry because mm-hmm. it's just, it gets you. It's like, you know, everything's relatable, yeah. and you grew up with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, after I had my son, and he was, like, two months old, um, that's the movie we watched literally every day. So I got really tired of it. I was like, nope, I can't watch no this No emotion anymore. Yeah. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so, where do you guys live? In, I'm assuming you live in San Pedro or one of you. I live in San Pedro. Mm-hmm. You live in San Pedro? Okay. And mm-hmm. where do you live? I'm currently now in El Segundo. Oh, you live in El Segundo. Mm-hmm. So, you had a commute here. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I work in El Segundo. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I moved because of work, and it's closer to where I work now. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. <laughs> if I didn't have, like, you know, I wasn't already settled, I probably would consider that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to move here because of my husband, because he works down at the port, so it made sense for him to be closer. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. So we've been here about, like, 10 years now. Okay. Yeah, we moved here right before we were going to get married. It was when the market crashed. <laughs> Which was a great time to buy. It was a great time to buy. Yeah. So we got very lucky and we bought our house. And Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like congratulating everybody because <laughs> it's such a big deal. It was. I remember at the time we were like, I remember I told them like, you know, we were going to get married. And I'm like, well, I don't think we're going to leave each other at this point. But I'm like, the market will leave soon. <laughs> so I'm like, let's buy the house and then we can get married afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to just make those calls. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it was really good. Mm-hmm. So, Crystal, you live in El Segundo? I do. Yeah. Okay. And just for, it's just been, like, very recent. Probably yeah. at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you live by yourself? I do. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And do you come over here all the time to watch your nieces? <laughs> I will. I'm kind of, like, in the center of, like, between Nancy um, here in San Pedro and then my parents are in El Sereno. Okay. So, I can either go either way. Oh, I'm, like, in between, good. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That makes you really mobile. So. <laughs> that's good. Um, and you moved there to be closer to work. Yes. Oh, because ask her how long her commute was when she was living with my parents. <laughs> my commute was like about an hour to two hours. Just one way. Because yeah. I work out in Santa Monica, so. The lovely 10 freeway. <laughs> I, I worked in Santa Monica before I worked in El Segundo. Mm-hmm. And that commute was, it, like by the time I left there, uh-huh. it was an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it was one way. <laughs> hour and a half, one way. 
you know? Mm -hmm. I only could have done that while I was like single and kind of just focusing on like hustling and making money mm -hmm. because there's no way I would do that now. <laughs> no. If they offered me a job that paid more, but I would have to sacrifice my time in, in the commute, I'd be like, no, no. <laughs> not worth it. No. I would no. rather get paid peanuts and work out of my home, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't, like, I think right now, like I work in El Segundo, uh -huh. so it's not too bad. In the morning, it's a little under an hour, which is reasonable. Same here, same but here. During the under an hour is like great. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like 40 minutes, fine. Mm -hmm. I can deal with That's that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. But on the way back sometimes, and now because they're clo they closed down the uh, one of the on-ramps to the one. Can we talk about that for a second? I'm <laughs> I want so to kill the that. city about this. <laughs> <laughs> they literally took away a lane mm -hmm. to merge onto the 110 from the 405. I don't know. It can literally take 20 <laughs> minutes from Western to get onto the 110. I get off on Western now. I get off on Western too. Yeah. I get off on Western and then I go down, what is it? Is it 190th to the 110 freeway? So you get back on the freeway? Yeah. Okay. I have to get back on. Because then it's going to take a while just going down Western. It, it does. But I my parents live off of Western and oh, so I it's pick easier. up my son. So mm -hmm. I just like, oh, I'll just take Western all the way down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other day there was like an accident on Western. So I was stuck on Western <laughs> in this section for like 30 minutes. Oh my god! So not only did oh. I just drive from El Segundo, but I had to wait 30 minutes at one light because there was an accident. And I was oh, no. so upset. It was like, I was almost in tears because I was so <laughs> upset. I was like, they're robbing my time from me. <laughs> I need to be home. I need to be home. Yeah, because you're just gone all day. The commute is, uh, I think the commute's killing us, you know? Mm -hmm. It does. And it's part, of a, it's part of a bigger issue. You know, we need to make money, but all the good jobs are in the cities mm -hmm. and all the homes that we can afford are in the suburbs. Yes. So it's like... We have to find a middle ground. We have oh, to yeah. bring more higher paying jobs to the communities and mm -hmm. we have to have more affordable housing in the city. You mm -hmm. know? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, that's like my political <laughs> rant. <laughs> and it's hard too because like, like there's no, it's too expensive to live in Santa Monica and downtown, it's pretty hard. It's like they have apartments and condos, but those are really expensive and not a lot of room with, for kids. Where are they going to go? There's not a lot of parks down there. Yeah, no. Um, mm -hmm. I, I actually know a mom who, who has kids in the city, but she's um, a stay-at-home mom. So mm -hmm. it's it's kind of easier for her because she can be really creative with her kids. And, and they can, can go out. Yeah, and they can go out. And But it's really hard if you're working and you're trying to manage it all. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have the kids in the studio. Yes. <laughs> you probably hear them in the background. Yeah, they're very, they're very well behaved. So if you hear them in the background, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so... You guys mentioned in the questionnaire that you are very proud to be kids of immigrants. Where are your parents from? Um, you want me to, I'll talk mom, you talk dad. Well, my, well they're both from Mexico, <laughs> yes. um, but they're from different cities. So my dad is from Aguascalientes. And my mom is from Guanajuato, a small town called Romita. Mm -hmm. It's like 30 minutes away from Leon, which is like the bigger city in Guanajuato. Okay, mm -hmm. very cool. Yes. And how did they meet? Just curious. I think it was they through, were pen like, pals. Yeah, it started out through pen mm -hmm. pals. I think he How saw. How did they find each other though? Like, my dad was friends with mom's cousin. Yes, and he saw a picture of my mom in her wallet. I think or yes, something. because they worked at a jewelry store downtown, like in the jewelry district. Uh -huh. And they worked there, and I remember he saw a picture of her, and he asked her. So they met after they were already in the U.S. He was in the U.S. She was still in Mexico. Oh. Okay. And then he was working with her cousin, and then I think he 
asked about her and then he started writing to her and there were pen pals mm -hmm. or really modern day or uh, old school <laughs> at, uh, old school what is it e-harmony yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I was gonna say like you know, there was no Tinder back then. No. <laughs> no swiping. I know. <laughs> so it was like, can I get your address? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. It's like actual written letters. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think my mom said, well, mom sometimes can be a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. interesting person in the way that she... Straightforward. Yeah, it's very straightforward. And she's like, well, she's like, he started writing to me. And she's all like, I looked at his picture and she's like, he's all right. And she's all like, I just started writing back to him. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because. She's like... Um, I thought it was the last train in the station <laughs> coming to the station and I better <laughs> hop on it. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, and by means, she was 25, so it's not like it was the last train, but I guess back then, Different. yeah, if you weren't married young, yeah. the train was leaving. Yeah, and um, mm -hmm. you know, the opportunities were so different if you weren't mm -hmm. married, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and plus he was in the U.S., so she was probably like, yo, I got a hookup. <laughs> yeah. the U.S. Exactly. Then, yeah. I always love hearing immigration stories of our, mm -hmm. of our parents and stuff. Uh, my dad's from Mexico, but my mom was born and raised here. Yeah. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. um, he's from Guadalajara. Oh. And he, he it was like it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. He like saw my mom <laughs> and he went through a friend and my friend's like, hey, this guy wants to go out with you. And my mom's like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's how it went. I'm going to, I want to have both of them on the show sometime <laughs> to talk about their story. Um, and especially my mom, because she's like a longshoreman. Mm -hmm. So Nancy, you, um, you're in the longshoreman family. You're a longshoreman family. Yes, we are. How is it, what is it like being married to a longshoreman? At first it was, uh, it took a while to get used to because uh -huh. he was someone who couldn't like he does he's a I love my husband very much and he wants to be there and do everything but when he was casualing it, it's like we had to put the job first yeah so he missed a lot of things and um, you know it was tough but it's like at the end of the day we were getting to the goal of getting him in mm -hmm. and you know we talked about it too at the beginning when we were getting together because we're both working people I have my, I have my career mm -hmm. And um, when I met him, I was in a place where I was working a lot of hours and I remember being pregnant and still working till midnight. <laughs> so it's like we had yeah. a lot and, mm -hmm. you know, we had to, and when once we thought about having kids, it's like we decided we didn't want our kids in daycare all week. Yeah. That's the hard part. So there were sacrifices that had to be made. And actually I was telling someone at work the other day about this too, because we were talking about how it's difficult to be a working mom and finding jobs with fle flexibility because eventually you'll have to have that discussion of whose job is going to be more important and it's hard because you know you want your job to be the most important one and you know he does too but it's like what job is going to be able to provide for our children and our family and it was a hard one and mm -hmm. you know I felt like his was it's mm -hmm. like he can provide something that I can never provide which is stability mm -hmm. like once they're in you know they have a job for life mm -hmm. and with my career it's like you know my client leaves and I'm out of a job yeah so it's like you really have to take those things into consideration when you're building your family mm -hmm. and it's things that people don't really talk about my mom never really talked about that and I'm like it's a hard conversation it is yeah and I'm glad you're bringing it up because I think a lot of families relate to it mm -hmm. um, my cousin um, same exact thing like you know her husband became a casual mm -hmm. and he 
I want to say he was a casual for 10 years and he sacrificed a lot not being able to be a part of functions they weren't able to take a vacation mm-hmm. for a long time she told me all the time like we can't we, can, we can't plan ahead because you know I don't know if my husband can go I don't know if we'll be able to go you know yeah and it's that sacrifice that you make to get in and can you tell me in your words why that job provides that opportunity why it's kind of that golden ticket <laughs> I feel like it's it's a job where well, I think it's kind of I find it amazing because it's like I told him like you're lucky because I'm like you go to work you get it all done and the next day is something completely new and different and he loves it because sometimes he'll be like oh my god I've never done this before it's the first time I'm doing this particular job yeah. fascinating uh-huh. and I'm like I love about that because you're not stressed out afterwards mm-hmm. I'm like I work and I'm like it comes back and the next day I go back to work it's still there I I'm, think something that is like really exhausting mentally mm-hmm. is the rep- repetition of her jobs mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I go to the same desk I go to the same computer screen I stare at it like all day <laughs> you know and I think um, having something that really first of all gets you moving yeah I, I, they're on the port you know and oh, I just yeah. think that's so wonderful they're the lifeblood of our economy yes mm-hmm. he has a wonderful yeah. view every day he'll send I me a pic- like he'll send me a picture during his break of his view and I'm like so lucky I know or he's working on different jobs or sometimes he's working in his family and it's like it's fun and yeah. he gets to do something that he really loves and mm-hmm. learn something new I feel like every day or does something different mm-hmm. I think it's really fun yeah. fascinating and, and so you guys moved to San Pedro once he got in. Um, what was it like being a part of the San Pedro community after that? Oh, um, he was casualing first uh-huh. when um, we came. Well, when we first met, he was living in Wilmington. And uh-huh. then we moved into San Pedro here because oh, he wanted okay. to live here. So you were all kind of part of the harbor area for mm-hmm. a while. Yes. And then, um, you know, he worked many years I want to say 13 years being the casual until he got in mm-hmm. and now it's definitely different it's like now we can make you know we can take vacations we can schedule things with fam- friends and family because there's a lot of times I didn't hang out with girlfriends because I'm like I don't know if my husband's gonna be home or not yeah. mm-hmm. it's a sacrifice that you mm-hmm. make for like a, a period of your life you know and yeah. it could be five years or ten years but it's that sacrifice that ends up being so worth it in the oh end. yes it is definitely mm-hmm. yeah I come from a longshoreman family for those of you listening and didn't know that <laughs> um, yeah and I think that's a lot of our community really identifies with that as well mm-hmm. yeah um, well you know what we're already like at 26 minutes so wow really. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and take a break here and then um, we'll come back and talk all about your business and everything that you make I can't wait to hear about sounds it. good So everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to stop by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. Okay, now we're back. Um, so, Crystal, you were the one who reached out to me first. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you how did you hear about the podcast? Just curious. Actually, it was through my other sister, my younger sister, okay, Tracy, and uh-huh. so she told me about it. And I think she, one of her friends, was on an episode. Okay. I don't remember. How old is she, how old is sister? My sister. How old is she? <laughs> three years younger. Three years younger. Uh, Thirty four. Okay. Sorry, there's five of us, so I can't remember all the years. 
funny. <laughs> I know the dates of your birthdays. Yeah, I know the dates, but <laughs> age. My, okay, uh, so I wonder who it was. I wonder who. Which I, d- I don't know who we're from. Didn't she say she talked about Misty Copeland? Oh, was it um, Megan? Well, Megan is my friend, and mm-hmm. she co-hosted the Misty Copeland episode. So I think it might be. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, cause she well, was telling us about it, but she told me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, Megan posted on her social media, too, about it. So okay. if they're friends, and she would have seen it. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. Did you get a chance to hear any episodes, or? I have. I just, like, started. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, it's brand new, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot there yet, but um, I think we're... Yours will be like ten or maybe oh, eleven. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it's it's picking up quickly. I think it's awesome. And we need like, more Hispanic um, or Latinx podcasts because mm-hmm. that's the one thing we're talking about at work. It's like mm-hmm. podcasts are becoming really big with the um, with Latinos here in mm-hmm. the U.S. and Latinx. Sorry. That's so funny because mm-hmm. I just um, I've been talking to one other guy who has a local podcast mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. latino as well and then i just learned about two others in the oh, community yeah. yeah so there's already like a, a small group of podcasters mm-hmm. here and yeah they're all latino <laughs> that's awesome i think that's great mm-hmm. let's go okay so nancy's <laughs> taking a little bathroom break with her with her daughter which is fine um so crystal <laughs> um so tell me why it was important for you to start creating stuff on your own. I've always, I think for me, like I have my full-time job, but for me, like I've always been a creative. Mm-hmm. And so, and I told my sister, I'm like, you know what? I, like I'm in the creative field, which is great. But like, other than that, I don't know what else I would do because yeah. I'm so used to, I have all these ideas and I like being creative. So. Yeah. For me, like this starting this business, it's like something that'll take my mind off like the stress and everything that happens on a day-to-day basis. And then it was also something like, you know, we know how to do like cool stuff, like we want to show it to everyone and build like that community of like people that like our stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. shows and reflects like, you know, how we grew up and and who we are, mm-hmm. our yeah. culture. So that was really important. Mm-hmm. What's your background when it comes to creativity? Um, graphic design. Okay. So cool. I went to school, I studied, and then I, I've worked here and there. And currently, right now, I'm in um, packaging design. Mm-hmm. So I do design for toys. Oh, cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Where do you work at El Segundo? Uh, actually, it's Santa Monica. Oh. It's at um, Jack's. It's a toy company. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought you. You worked in El Segundo to be closer to work. I'm sorry, you live in, live in El Segundo to be mm-hmm. closer to work, but you work in Santa Monica. Yes. Yeah, I've been that, doing that <laughs> commute, too, and it was just insane. And beforehand, I was doing the commute from El Sereno to Santa Monica. Oh, and, goodness. That yeah. was probably a nightmare. Yeah. It was. I was being, I, I caught myself, I'm like, why am I so upset? And it was because of the commuting. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just be, like, upset for no reason. I would come home <laughs> so mad. I just mm-hmm. Or I would just come home crying. <laughs> I'm, like, one of those so criers. I'm, I'm, like, not even ashamed of it anymore. Um, but, yeah, I would be, like, so pissed off by yes. the time I got home. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is my problem? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just stuck in one place, you know, and had no control like over my life. 40 minutes. Yeah, like, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's it's really exhausting i think it's draining us it is that's why now it's a little bit better Mm -hmm. i mean i don't have to take a freeway or anything it's just local streets yeah um and i do get here in their traffic but it's not as bad yeah i'd rather have that than 
what I did. <laughs> and when you take the streets, you have so many options. You're like, nope, yes. I'm going to skip this street and go the other way. Exactly. You know? Or like, I'm just going to go to this coffee shop and right. wait a second until <laughs> traffic gets out of my way and then go, you know? Or like, maybe I'll stop off at the store and then, you know, mm -hmm. maybe traffic will get lighter and then I'll just be on my way home. Yeah. But it's much better and I'm happier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, what led you guys to start your business? I feel like we've always been kind of creative, and I think it stems from my mom. Uh -huh. My mom, when she moved here to the U.S., she, well, when she was in Mexico, she was a nurse. Um, but she was trained like apprentice style, apprenticeship style uh -huh. instead of going to school. Mm -hmm. So when she came to the U.S., they're not going to give you, right. they're not going to let you be a nurse without right. having a degree. So she became a seamstress, and, you know, she was always sewing, or she would always bring stuff to, like, make at home. Like, I remember at a young age making the little rosettes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And getting paid. She'd pay me, like, five cents if I would <laughs> make them. So I'd sit there sewing wow. with her. Um, I don't know. Do you remember doing that? I remember doing that. I remember seeing you guys do, do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can still make one of those now to this day. <laughs> and like, I feel like she always was doing something. She would always make our Halloween costumes. and I love that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, back in the day, you would make your Halloween costume yeah. instead of like go out and buy it. You right. Know? Yeah, and she would really make it like nice and elaborate. Like, I remember, and this is probably aging myself, but I remember she made me a rainbow <laughs> bright outfit with the poofy things yeah. and the things from my shoes. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. And like, she make she made all our prom dresses or any formal dresses. So I love that. I feel like we always, yeah, she always <laughs> made something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I never went to the mall and like, when I was younger, not until high school, but like the mall for us, or for me, I felt like was always downtown in the fashion district because yeah. I just got to pick my fit material and she'll make me something. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like that creativity always kind of stayed with us. And mm -hmm. like, I remember being in college, I ended up working in the fashion district because it was close to school, mm -hmm. close to home, mm -hmm. in between home and school. And I loved it, like people would come in and I remember to this day, it was this really beautiful bag from Isabella Fiore when it was like the beaded bag sparkles mm -hmm. and it was this it was a palm tree with two monkeys hanging off of it and I really wanted that bag but that bag was four hundred dollars oh and as a college student <laughs> that wasn't gonna work yeah so I remember they had the fabric there at work and I just ended up making it and my mom and I were doing bags for a little while when I was in college and then kind of once that trend went away we stopped and then I felt like we were working and I wanted that creative outlet I know you're a little more creative at work but mm -hmm. I don't get to do creative stuff yeah so then we started making things together and like we started talking about it and my mom's our other partner on this I feel like she's more of a silent partner right um, she's the one at the table right yeah. like she'll oh, yeah. sew so, yeah <laughs> yeah she's the one putting it all together mm -hmm. yeah uh -huh. yeah so she'll like sew some of these stuff some of the things she'll put in a few design mm -hmm. <laughs> um, opinions uh -huh. <laughs> but for the most part I think it's the two of us or we'll sit there and like um, design it or sew whatever we need to do too right, right. Mm -hmm. that's so cool I didn't I never learned how to sew um, and I feel like that's one thing that mm -hmm. I really wish that I knew how to do mm -hmm. and it's funny because I went to fashion school and yeah. I just feel like how did you guys let me graduate without <laughs> learning how to sew because now everybody expects me to know how to sew oh yeah and know a pattern <laughs> yeah and um, my, my degree was in visual communication, which mm -hmm. they described to me as advanced arts and crafts. <laughs> um, and I feel like just telling them, like, hey, something that should be mandatory is there should be a class on sewing because oh, everybody yes. should just know how to sew. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. She didn't want to teach me because I remember I wanted to learn how to sew. I think it was partly because she was scared that we might go that route. And oh, she always yeah. told us, like, I want you to go to college and have a desk job. That was her goal from the very beginning. Like, yeah. I can remember at a young age always saying that. She's like, I don't want you sitting behind a machine, you know, 
working yeah. yourself mm -hmm. to the bone. Yeah. Um, but she didn't want to. And I remember I ended up just going to Joanne's and taking a sewing class, taking a couple of sewing classes. Uh -huh. And then that kind of got most of the... I feel like that's the mentality that um, a lot of immigrants come with because like even my grandparents didn't want to teach my mom um, or her brothers uh, Spanish. They didn't want her mm -hmm. to learn because they didn't want them to be judged for being, you know, Mexican, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like they want to they want to make sure that their kids have all the opportunities, right? Yes. She didn't want you to go the route that a lot of women go is just stay and work, 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 right. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, those are the lower paying jobs. Mm -hmm. She wanted you to, yeah. yeah. So I understand. Mm -hmm. Like my dad, he told us like, he gave us all American names because he didn't want us to be judged by our names uh -huh. if they don't see us like if you had a resume uh -huh. and they see your name he wanted an American name yeah and I'm like that's really nice but then I thought about it I'm like but then there's bueno at the end and I'm like, so that kind of gives it all away <laughs> <I know. laughs> but Did thank you, you. Yeah. yeah I'm like but thank you for trying yeah. I appreciate it <laughs> I feel like well Amanda is a very like non-Hispanic yeah right mm -hmm. I always wanted a more Hispanic name <laughs> so that's funny um Cool. So how do you guys uh, manage? How do you guys do the whole work-life balance thing when it comes to working full-time, you, Nancy, being a mom, and then you commuting, working full-time? Mm -hmm. um, how do you guys manage doing a side business on the side? It's, I stay up late nights. Like, um, during the day, it's, I call it the first job. <laughs> and then once that job's done, I have to come home and help. My husband's really great at, you know, helping out and, you know, cooking or you know cleaning and helping with homework but you know parenting both and then one of them now being in school and the amount of homework they get is a whole second job oh, there yeah. mm -hmm. we can spend like two hours doing homework wow, yeah. and then once they're all asleep, everyone goes to sleep is when I'll start working on the business Yep, and that's exactly what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll stay up till like one o'clock. Uh -huh. I can't stay up to two anymore. I think it's <laughs> the age now. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, and especially if you have to go to work in the morning, mm -hmm. it's just too much. Your yes. sleep is so important, and I'm learning. I'm learning that. I basically do the same thing. I go to work during the day. Mm -hmm. I pick up my son, and by the time I get home, it's like six or maybe six thirty. And then my you husband, got dinner, yeah. baths. <laughs> yeah. So my husband actually always does the dinner for the most part because mm -hmm. he gets home before I do, and nice. then he doesn't have the kid, so he's able to whip something up, you right. know. And he's honestly the better cook. And I, I, I feel like he tried to act like he didn't know how, but I'm, once he realized that I really didn't know how, I was like, he, I started to see, he started to step up his game. <laughs> and um, I was like, thank you. And yeah, I wouldn't be able to do any anything that I do with this podcast without him. Um, mm -hmm. And then I don't work on my podcast until after him and the baby are in bed. Oh yeah, when it's all quiet and you can actually concentrate. Yeah, I'm on the kitchen table, I'm like going through my stuff, and then I start recording at the kitchen table by myself. <laughs> I mean, I think for me it's a little different because I don't have children or, you know, but um, it is something where like after I get off, like I do that at night or like mm -hmm. at whatever hours I have left during the day. Yeah. And then again, it's like getting up and going back to work. It's so. still draining because you, you, when yeah. you're working a nine to five job, it's really hard to uh -huh. kind of work up the energy to do to do it at night. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's some nights where I can't like I'm, I told him like I just passed out in their bed, the girls beds because I'm like I was hired. Yeah. It's like you try as much as you can. Uh huh. But it is hard. He always lets me sleep in on the weekend, mm -hmm. and I always like, thank you. You know, like today I slept until nine, and I was like, oh, thank you so much. 
Yeah, and I had my first meeting this morning at like 10, but luckily it was down the street. So I was like, oh, that's oh, good. I could sleep down. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like down the block for me. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. I miss sleeping in. I think sleeping in on the weekends with them is like 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Nine. That's like a miracle we can get to nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it is kind of a miracle. When I sleep until nine, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's wow. like, yeah. <laughs> I got so, sleep. I'm so refreshed. What day is it? <laughs> like, I think when I was younger, like, I used to sleep in until like maybe like noon. But now it's like, I kind of, I think sleeping in for me is maybe up until like nine o'clock. Like, yeah. I'll wake up. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I can't sleep till even if I think I could, like, let's say it was some miracle I could sleep in. I don't think I can do noon anymore. Uh, I don't think I could either. And also, I feel like so guilty sleeping until noon. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what? Like, is my your problem? days, like, yeah, half of your day is like gone. Yeah, I could have so, done so much in the morning. Yeah, because you have mm-hmm. so much to do most of the time, mm-hmm. you know. I think. We have way too much to do. We can't be sleeping until 12. Yeah. Nine is the latest <laughs> I can sleep in now. Um, <laughs> I can hear Like, I can hear Oh, them. you can hear <laughs> Like, um, their voices, they're so cute. Um, okay. So, I wanted to ask you guys, why do you think it's important for, um, for there to be maybe more Latinx businesses? I feel like our culture has to be represented. Um, Like, going back to the Day of the Dead and the Coco movie, I'm glad they did it. You know, it made it a little more mainstream. Mm -hmm. And I see more Day of the Dead stuff now in the big retailers. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's the typical stuff. I feel like it doesn't really... tap too much into the culture or it kind of does but I feel like it's just a surface I feel like there's so many things that they're missing about more representation yeah more representation that we need in there yeah and there was a few like um there's the crafty chica mm-hmm. she ended up fi- getting her line yes uh-huh. she had her line in Michael's and when I saw it I was like oh my god Someone's here. I know. My mom, Mm -hmm. I think my mom told me about that because she Mm -hmm. followed the Crafty Chica. Mm -hmm. I followed her daughter, um, who it, do you know her daughter? Yes. She's, um, she's she's a, me too. Yes. She's a me too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, which is like the, the BuzzFeed Mm spinoff for like the Hispanic culture. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was just in Forbes, the daughter was. Yes. I remember I saw the, she posted it. She's so happy. She's like, look at my daughter in Forbes. And I was like, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think what's great about it is that we're, we are getting more representation, but the reason mm-hmm. that's important is because for so long, we didn't have a, a say in our the way our culture was represented. Right. You know, we were it was basically being left to the big institutions or organizations or companies or corporate you know corporate identities, and we didn't have a say. Mm-hmm. But because of the new age that we're in, because we have the internet and because we have you know so many resources at our fingertips, we're right. able to say our own story. We're able to represent our own culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important, and I like now that it's being more represented now in advertising too, because they're they're also realizing the purchasing power behind Latinos. It's like we do buy, you know, we don't. Oh yeah, we just buy. Um, not buy anything. It's like we love, you know, brands that everyone else likes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that they're bringing that more into like advertising. I know what what we do. We definitely, you know, think about those nuances or those things that are really important to the Hispanic audience to right. really bring that. Um, bring that to life and make people feel like you are being represented mm-hmm. totally and I think what I like now is like there's so many like different like you know entrepreneurs 
And what I like is like you can just, you know, start like an Instagram page yeah. and then like you just start growing from there. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you get followers or like you do events mm -hmm. and like it starts growing and I think that's that's really great because mm -hmm. a lot of people have been starting out that way. Yeah, and they're growing. They mm -hmm. really are growing. Yeah. And I feel like Latinos have that that want that entrepreneur spirit. They do. You just want to start it's something like and natural. have natural. Yeah, it's natural mm -hmm. to want to start a business. It's like before we knew what the word meant, mm -hmm. we knew what it was because you know the tamale guy on the corner he has his own business. The yeah. guy on the corner has his own business. Like my, I think that, you know my parents have always. They've always worked and they, you know, as long as my, I can remember, they've always been on the docks. You know, my mm -hmm. parents are longshoremen. Mm -hmm. um, but they always had something on the side going, yep. you know, and yeah. it was all creative, you know, mm -hmm. and that's where I, I think I get it. It's like, I really want to do something and make something. Mm -hmm. And it's, I love that what they did was um, so project-based or event-based mm -hmm. where it's like, there would be nothing for a little while, and then all of a sudden, the entire back room was basically like a sweatshop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we, like, me and my brothers were there, like gluing on little things. To little <laughs> and um, and I loved it. You know, mm -hmm. as as exhausting as it was sometimes, it was so exciting and so yes. fun. Mm -hmm. It's just fun being able to do it and then, you know, well, the money part was always great when you got it, but yeah. it's like, I don't know, it's just a sense of we did something and we were successful and mm -hmm. like selling it and got something for it, like mm -hmm. someone wanted it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me about some of the stuff that you guys are making right now? Oh, yes. Um, our big thing that we started with were, um, we, when we first started our business together, we were creating these uh, beaded Frida pillows. Oh my gosh, so cute. So we started that and then we started making tortilleros because we noticed that they were at like, you know, they have them at Ralph's or the, you know, supermarkets, but they're just like the standard, like, here's the sombrero and <laughs> the, the yeah. chile. chile. Yeah, there's a big it. chile on it right there. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, there's yeah. <laughs> they were never like cute prints. And I'm like, you know, we like cute stuff. So, I f like, we, and we, I love fabric. I think I can hoard fabric for life. <laughs> and, like, we would always have all these cute prints that we would buy, and it's like, let's make torti tortilla warmers out of them uh -huh. and make them fun. Like, yeah. they can be exciting. They can't be, you know, stereotypical stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we started making, and I think that's got pretty big next to our, like, Frida pillows. Mm -hmm. And it's really not out there. I think that's one of the few things that... Yeah. Um, People like people want them because you all everyone exactly. has tortillas, yeah. not just Latinos. <laughs> They're not in the big stores. Yes, but mm -hmm. I do feel like Frida is really trendy right mm -hmm. now, and yes. it's like starting to pop up with um, smaller entrepreneurs. Yeah, kind of like, mm -hmm. kind of like you guys. Yeah. And then like um, recently, like last holiday, we got a lot of orders from the UK, and I was like, really? What's, yeah. And I was telling her, I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm like, well, not weird, but I'm like, great. I'm like, we're getting money from them, but I'm like, I wonder what's going on. So I started <laughs> researching it, and they got they're really into to the Mexican food trend right now oh, and about tor cool. tortillas and making they're making taquerias as mm -hmm. restaurants one of our Mexicans made their way to the yeah and they finally got some <laughs> I food think so, yeah. yeah and I think I saw like a recent show and yeah. they were talking about it where there's more like yeah like diversity. a little yeah little, like you know Mexican or like pop-ups like happening over there or like chefs that are Mexican born they go over there mm -hmm. you know they start making their business yeah but Mm -hmm. And Mexican food is so good. Mm -hmm. It is. Can't never go wrong with that. <laughs> it's always something great you can yeah. have. So I'm glad it's getting popular that yeah. way, and we're expanding. That's really cool that you guys got a big order. Mm -hmm. Cool. So uh, have, has anything else been surprising to you once you since you started the business? I'm 
trying to think. <laughs> I, I always find it interesting, the global portion. Like the UK part, I, I'm like, okay, cool. We'll get like a lot of orders from like Australia or other places out of the country. And it's just fun because I'm like, wow, you guys are really embracing our culture. Yeah. Who knew someone in Australia would be interested in like yeah. our, you know, muerto cat ornament yeah, <laughs> or keychains. So cool. Yeah. I think like for this year, like, and it was at, I think our when we did the Hollywood Forever Dia de los Muertos, mm -hmm. I got a few people that, you know, our, we, our pillows are there in the prints and then they'll like ask like what is that or what does that mean what is and you explain to them and they're like oh okay mm -hmm. and they're like very interested because it's something they never really mm -hmm. like knew about so I think that's that's kind of like good that you kind of like kind of teach not teach but like educate have, educate someone about yeah you know, you're what kind means. of expanding people's horizons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, in that sense they're curious to know I like was, what I was surprised is. that people in my own office because on Halloween mm -hmm. I dressed up as Frida Kahlo because it literally was the only thing <laughs> that I could just whip up <laughs> like all you really need is a brow pencil yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a flower crown the go -to. Yeah. So, like, I, made, I had leftover flower crowns from like my booth at the Day of the Dead festival mm -hmm. last year so I was like okay I have my flower crown and I had the the floral t-shirt uh -huh. you know the floral shirts that you get in Mexico mm -hmm. and um, I didn't wear a skirt I was like I'm just gonna wear my pants but <laughs> I wore my waraches and I my, drew my eyebrows in and mm -hmm. people were like what are you what are you and I'm like are you kidding me? I'm Frida. I have a unibrow. I'm Frida. <laughs> and some people didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of educate them. Like she's right. a famous, you know, Mexican artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So you guys make pillows. And what, what's your most popular item? And you sell all of this on Etsy, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, where, that's Etsy. where you got the UK order and the Australian mm -hmm. order. Yes. Okay, cool. I think our most popular items are our tortilla warmers because yes. they're so different. Everyone loves our prints. Like yeah. we have our. I saw them. They're mm -hmm. really cute. Yeah, we'll, we'll do different prints. I feel like we're. It's more like we're the modern version of Actesinia. I feel like. I don't know. You know how at this India they, they call like all this like we make like the, our tortilla warmers. We make our like muerto like every um, muerto cats that are um, oh my god what are they call the ale alegrías. Oh, Ale, oh alebrijes? Alebrijes. alebrijes. Thank yeah. you. Oh my god, I butchered it. But like you know, like I see all, cocoa on yes. <laughs> I feel like we make a lot of things that are kind of like what you would see, like um, you know, vendors in you know different parts of Mexico selling. But I feel like we're kind of modernizing it a little bit more for yeah. us, mm -hmm. based on the things you know that we love and like, and yeah. bringing the culture in there and, and the then color. Like know how to do like yes. how to do beading, mm -hmm. uh, like hand sewn beading. That's amazing. Yes. Um, so it's a lot of little like things that we've learned mm -hmm. or yeah. know how to do and we Very feel like cool. every year we have to bring something new and different mm -hmm. and I think that's always the part where um, you know we have to sit down every year and start really thinking about like what are we gonna bring that's different and new that you know attract our returning customers and new customers who might have not known us mm -hmm. and I think that always takes a while mm -hmm. and for us um, you know working up to Dia de los Muertos always takes us pretty much the whole year because we make everything by hand we'll sew to but everything is handmade so it takes time and we'll like deliberate or argue over you know a color on a pillow <laughs> or you know a trim I feel like everything that's there it's like we really had a long conversation about because we want to make sure we're putting out the best product. Yeah, you put thought into everything mm -hmm. you do. That's awesome. And I yes. think people, you know, consumers will see that when mm -hmm. they when they receive your product, they'll see that there was a lot of work and thought put into it. Right. Yes. And it's really important for us to like um, 
have everyone know that we make our stuff. Everything's yeah. handmade. It's not, yes. Um, you know. Bought. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we like to, we like to have a good product. That's that. great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good example too for other people who are maybe considering going into starting something on their, on the side. Yeah. So what does the future hold for, is it, it's Bueno Designs, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what does the future hold for Bueno Designs? Um, we're going to work on expanding it and making it bigger. I feel like the last couple of years, we always had it as, a, oh, well, I think of Shark Tank and they say, you know, it's a <laughs> hobby until you're really making it big. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to try to expand it from there and really make it a bigger business yeah. and something that we can have it last for a long time and hopefully yeah. maybe my children will love it yeah. <laughs> and Your want to do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay him more than five cents, though. Yes. <laughs> Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> Just pay them in cookies. Yeah. <laughs> They're learning. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, like, trying to get to our next step of expanding our business. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you said that there was going to be, like, a, a website? Yes. Or, mm -hmm. Okay. That we plan on launching for the new year. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but that's something that we have started to Yes. Uh, we had a about. yeah. We had a really long discussion with um, Kathy, the crafty chica. Oh, yeah. um, she's really great, and she mm -hmm. does. Um, what I love about it is she, what I love about her is she does consulting every year during the summer oh, for cool. small Latino-owned businesses and how to help them because she's done really great. Yeah, she mm -hmm. has. Um, well, she's her stuff in Michaels. Like, yeah, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like I feel like she has so much wealth of knowledge and I love that she wants to share it with everyone so we've been working with her and hopefully you know we can get our ideas and I love you know talking to someone else because I feel like sometimes you know we're in it too much that we can't see outside Absolutely. and it's great to Different bring perspective yeah someone from the outside in to help us um, lead us to the path of expanding <laughs> our business right yeah mm -hmm. I love that um, Cool. Well, we're almost to the end of our episode. Um, before we, you know, what I ask all my guests um, when we, when they come on is, I want to know what is something that excites you about San Pedro? What's something that concerns you? So we'll start with concern first. Um, <laughs> Nancy, what's something that concerns you um, in San Pedro in the community? Um, what concerns me a little bit right now is trying to help out the homeless that are here. I yeah. feel like there's so many. Yeah. And then I, I think there's shelters, but I feel like we need more to really help them out. Are you updated on, on what's going on? No, not. I've been following the San Pedro, like the Daily Breeze, and then I follow one other San Pedro site to keep an eye on it. But yeah. And like there's shelters, and I've taken stuff to the shelters as well. Like, you know, there's a shelter right here in um, Wilmington right off by the docks. Uh -huh. um, it's a women's shelter, so I've taken like stuff there. Yeah. It's like we need to help them out wherever possible. And I feel like that's one thing that we need to do here because I feel like downtown LA there's shelters and there's places for them to go, but I feel like it's very limited here. It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you're gonna have to listen to next week's episode <laughs> on Thanksgiving because I actually have somebody who's very involved, very informed mm -hmm. um, about the homeless community and she's gonna sit down. Yeah, she sat down with me already. It's pre-recorded, but she sat down with me and we talk about all of it. So that's gonna be a big episode. Oh, I can't wait to hear yeah, it. Yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. That's been one of my biggest concerns too. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's like, it's such a nice community community here and it's small and it's just so sad to see people out there it is yeah it's really sad mm -hmm. yeah I'm glad you I'm glad you shared that because that's one of the biggest issues I think facing our community mm -hmm. yeah so um Crystal you're not from here like you don't live here you're not from here but what do you see from an outsider's perspective like how do you feel about the community I like it I mean I've I think I'm 
become a little bit familiar because you know Nancy lives down here and I'm down here most of the time but yeah. I feel like it's such a like it's a big area mm-hmm. and I think I want to see more um, I guess it would be more like community um, not activities but like more of like community what's the word like events events yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it's, it's a pretty big area. Like, compared to, like, El Sereno, where I grew up, it's, mm-hmm. it's much smaller. But here, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff out here. Yeah. And I feel like there should be more events, maybe, for, for you know, for, like, the people that live here. I agree. I events. agree. I feel like a lot of us go out of town to do mm-hmm. some things, mm-hmm. you know? And it'd be cool if we could just stay here. There's yeah. a lot of stuff here. I mean, yeah. there's, like, the port, and then there's, like, um, where Crafted is. Yep. What yeah. Is the that? brewery is the right brewery. there. Right. So you guys like the brewery? Yeah. The brewery keeps getting brought up in my episodes and it's <laughs> it because everybody goes there. <laughs> and you can bring your kids there. Which oh, is yeah. Because <laughs> they have food trucks, too, so I it's know. perfect. Yeah. And kids mm-hmm. will just be on their scooters around. Oh, yeah. I could take the stroller and have it's a, a beer. It's a cool area because it's, like, it's really open, but like there's so many things around here. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, they should make more events or like for people to stay here in their community. Yeah. Or bring like them here, a, too. Right, or bring them mm-hmm. in. Uh-huh. Like when they did the Circus of Soleil, it was perfect when it was down right. from crafted i'm like it's a big wide open area mm-hmm. there's so much space mm-hmm. you can easily do events here more often and bring more people mm-hmm. i feel like we have a lot and that we're like a a great like port community that could definitely mm-hmm. yeah have a lot of things here that can attract more people mm-hmm. right. um so what's something that you would say uh nancy that you're excited about i love what they're doing down there at the port like where um the fish market that how they redid the whole um, entrance in there because it used to be a pain in the butt trying to get into that oh, port yeah. area. So you're talking about like the streets. The street, yes. Yeah. So they ended up making Pacifico straight into the ports of call area. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do miss Acapulco. Um. <laughs> I, I do miss Acapulco so much. Oh, it was so great. You can go for lunch and have such a great view. I miss it. That was really a nice view. That was literally my favorite place to go on a Sunday. And a Monday, Margarita Monday. Oh, yeah. Margarita, <laughs> Margarita Monday. Yeah, I, can't I miss forget, that. I can't forget that. Those are like my early like college days i was like can we please just go to Acapulco? <laughs> <laughs> it's monday it's yeah. two, three bucks i know well maybe it'll come back who knows <laughs> yeah i do like what they did with um like harbor boulevard and you know how it goes kind of straight it, it makes it so much easier because whenever we had a big event it was so much traffic. yeah oh my gosh it could take you 20 minutes just to try to get in there because there was only one lane yeah. to make a left in there yeah. you have to remember like oh get off on gaffy or like mm-hmm. right <laughs> don't get off on harbor Mm-hmm. But I do love that they did that. I do love that they put the brewery in there. It took a while, but I'm so glad it's finally there. Mm-hmm. It brings more people and craft is there. Crafted is there, and then they also have like a space there within Crafted for like weddings and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like they're re, you know reviving it and making it bigger, and I can't wait. Hopefully they bring more shops in there and more <laughs> yeah. restaurants mm-hmm. and make it like a big, maybe not like the promenade in Santa Monica, but our own little like our own yeah area. I mm-hmm. like that. What about you, Crystal? What what do you what would you say is exciting to you about? Um, I think it's actually that part too, yeah. that area, because like we um, like where crafted is, it's so like I want to say like undiscovered, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's so much there that they can have that mm-hmm. to bring in a lot of more people. Yeah, it's a nice area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because crafted like my mother-in-law loves going there every time she comes in because she's like it's handmade stuff. She's a big handmade fan, so she loves going in there just to see what they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and wrap up now. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Well, we're on Etsy, and um, you can find us at uh, Bueno Designs LA on okay. Etsy. 
And then we also have an Instagram and Facebook account where we update, like if we're doing events mm -hmm. or anything new that we're working on. What's your Instagram? Instagram is at Bueno Designs. Okay, mm -hmm. very cool. And is your Facebook linked to your, or is it linked to your Etsy shop? Uh, it's linked to, to the Etsy shop. Etsy, Etsy, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll have all the links down there <laughs> in the mm -hmm. show notes just to make sure people can easily find you guys. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for being thank my you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was really exciting <laughs> yeah. to meet fellow Latinas who are yes. working and doing their, doing their thing, their side hustle. I really hope that the business does really well for you, you know, and you guys are able to accomplish what you want to. And, <laughs> drive less and you know <laughs> yes. be at home more and all that i'm like right in the same boat with you guys so yeah thank you so much thank you, no, thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait one thing i wanted to ask you since it's like december and christmas is right around the corner what are some of your christmas traditions making tamales on christmas eve, eve. with my mom that's what we mm -hmm. do too mm -hmm. oh, yeah i love that I and love then it. she makes puñuelos so it's like she makes puñuelos the day before uh -huh. so on christmas eve they're ready so you kind of sneak a puñuelo <laughs> she's not paying attention and then you just make tamales <laughs> yeah so important to have something you can eat mm -hmm. while you make tamales and i think like the fun part about making tamales that i couldn't do like for forever was like getting the masa oh yeah the, you the guys were horrible i remember I seeing never do that and now it's i think i finally like got it two years ago and i'm like Woo! yeah last year <laughs> last year i was pregnant um so i like opted out i was like you guys i'm just gonna be a taste tester <laughs> i am not doing the masa because <laughs> i was like so pregnant my my due date was a 26 oh yeah of, of december so i was like oh. you guys i'm just gonna sit here and eat <laughs> <laughs> just bring me the tamales yeah <laughs> um luckily he didn't come on christmas he came like the 29th oh so. he gave you a few days oh, <laughs> Give me time to digest. <laughs> uh, well, thank you and Merry Christmas. Thank um, you. I'm so excited for our holiday traditions to be coming out. Yes. Um, and thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so thank much. Thanks so much for listening. Um, don't forget to let me know what you think about this episode in the comments, um, either on the Instagram post or on the Facebook post and uh, share with your friends. Thanks so much. And I really appreciate all of your listens. Um, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to give me your suggestions for what you'd like to see from this podcast in the future. Thanks so much. And Merry Christmas.